Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You know, missions takes place, well, let me see, everywhere. And uh, we're on mission for God here on Exploring Missions, and it's always a joy for us to have a, a person returning to update what's taking place in a ministry. And that's the case for today. Uh, Bob Kraft has been on Exploring Missions, and matter of fact, he listens to Exploring Missions. He <laughs> usually listens to the podcast, and uh, we're always thankful for those folks that not only are guests, but also listeners. And uh, so we hope that you, this will be beneficial for you today. Nathan, it's always good to be with you and share in what God's doing and the work he's doing, even in the years we're living in right now. Absolutely. It's encouraging to hear reports from the field, to know uh, that God is not only working in our individual hearts and in our families and our own local places and churches, but to get a broader perspective and see how God is moving and working and active in different places in the world that maybe we can learn about, maybe we can pray for and join in in the work that God is doing, even through learning about it, even through praying about it, maybe even supporting financially. Um, and, you know, there could be some uh, God could use even, a you know, our prayer is a, a program like this to um, for for God to touch someone's life, to even uh, bring a call on someone's life to go and, and serve. I was talking to someone last night and they were talking about this program and how it blessed them and how it had helped them in their local church to share information that we've shared and how to do it. So Exploring Missions, we feel like it's helping American Family Radio carry out part of their mission statement, which is to share the gospel at home and around the world, and Exploring Missions is a part of that. Well, our guest today is Bob Kraft. He is with Reach a Village. Bob, thank you for coming. It's my pleasure. It's great to be back. Well, it is, he again, he is a listener. He is a, a great friend of our ministry, and we appreciate him so much. But tell us a little bit about Reach a Village. Now, I love, don't Nathan, don't yeah. you love the, the name Reach that's a right. Village? That's, that's kind of what Jesus did uh, in the Gospels. It said he went to every village yeah. in, in Galilee, right? So okay. um, even the small places are important. Amen. Well, thank, thanks for uh, bringing up that biblical reference, because that's exactly uh, where I got the name. When I started uh, working on trying to start a ministry that would reach what I felt was a neglected area, uh, the Lord took me to Mark chapter 1, verse 38. Let us go to the nearby villages, he said to his own disciples. That is why I have come. And I thought, oh, wow. That's a pretty strong mission yeah. statement, so let's go with the name Reach a Village. Well, it, you know, we were talking before we started recording about the town or the village or the community I'm from, you know? Exactly. And uh, it may be not even qualify as a village. It's a very, very small. and uh, But yet God, God 
in his own love and care intervened in our lives and then it intervenes in people's lives that from the most obscure places on the earth, God loves those people. So Reach a Village has a purpose, doesn't it, Bob? Yeah, a very, a very focused purpose that actually fits in with Matthew twenty four fourteen. You know, this gospel of the kingdom should be preached in the whole earth and then the end shall come. So, I mean, it's like, okay, he gave us the Great Commission. How are we doing? And how would you measure that? How would you try to figure out how well are we doing at fulfilling the Great Commission? And he's given us that hint in that, well, you've got to have the gospel within the reach of everyone. And so that's pretty important, and that takes it down to the village level (laughs) when it comes to these rural communities and these uh, far-flung places on earth. It's basically people who live in small villages around the world. You know, Nathan, let me say this, and I know you got a question, but when he quoted that scripture from Matthew 24, you know, maybe the most important part of eschatology yeah. Is carrying the gospel around the world. Absolutely. And it's probably the most neglected part of the study of end times is, you know, you can study end times. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at no. all. It's important. Um, but you can study the end times uh, all day long until you think you have it up and down and know it. What's your witness like? Amen. That's the real question, you know? Yeah. Because um, if you're really interested in seeing Jesus return, well, let's talk about doing what this verse says, carrying the gospel to every place where they will have access to hear it. They will have um, a living, verbal, visual witness of the gospel provided to them where they can understand and make a genuine heart response uh, to that. And I'm thankful I've been given that opportunity, and now it's a responsibility that we all have to carry that out uh, wherever God might send us. Bob, you were mentioning uh, we were just talking about the idea of, of access, and that's kind of what Reach a Village is, is about, providing access to hear the gospel. Have you been in some places that maybe previously before had not had access to the gospel? And what is that like? Uh, actually, that started back in 1979 when I first set foot in Thailand. Um, we were in a province of about a million people, and I knew all 60 believers Uh, And so you didn't have to go far to find a village or a location that really didn't have access to the gospel unless somebody went there on foot. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I was introduced to the concept really early, and that was kind of one of the first things that woke me up. I said, oh, my goodness. So, yes, I remember the first time uh, one of my missionary colleagues and I went out to the edge of the province where we knew the gospel. No missionaries had been out that way before. Nobody had preached the gospel out that way at all. We we literally stopped on the side of the road, got out and prayed and sang praises because we said, even in this place, the rocks haven't cried out yet, but we're going to praise you from here before your name is even known by the people from this area. So, yes, I have, and it's an amazing experience. You brought up Thailand, so uh, I, I, I was talking to you the other day, two <laughs> days ago, and you were telling me some exciting news about that. And uh, so we, we, we're we going to play this one real early uh, so folks can hear about it, and uh, so they'll know what's going on. But I hear amazing things are happening in Thailand. It, it's miraculous. It It is a move of God in our modern day. 
Uh, like I said, when I went there years and years ago, it was less than one-tenth of one percent of the population had been reached with the gospel. One-tenth of one percent. So you're looking at, that would be like being in a big football stadium and, and asking, uh, all right, would all the Christians please stand up? And it would only be the referees. Yeah. Everybody else would remain seated. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's you know? hard to imagine. So those kind of uh, numbers are overwhelming to someone who really wants to reach the lost when you realize how, you know, how needy a country is. Over, over 80,000 villages in Thailand, and up until this past year, there were only 5,000 uh, this past uh, in 2018. There were only uh, 5,000 churches spread among those 80,000 villages, and some villages had two churches. Okay. Some of those. So it was limited in very the limited areas that had responded to the gospel. Whereas uh, in the last five years, each year of the last five years, we've seen this wonderful movement of God bring in the largest baptisms in the history of the country every year. Hmm. So it keeps building on itself for the last five years because they started moving from village to village to village and sharing the gospel. You know, that sounds like what Henry Blackaby said. Find out where God's working and join him. It sounds like y'all guys have joined them, Bob. Oh, at the <laughs> hip, at the hip. I mean, we we are supporting that movement. It began with 18 churches. And this is an amazing thing, 2017, 18 churches. The uh, king of Thailand passed away in 2016. Right. And so— this particular group of 18 churches had been having these crusades in the towns, like in the county seat, if you will, in the towns, and every Christmas. So they had saved up money to do this, and all of a sudden the king dies, and there's a declaration, there shall be no public gatherings, happy gatherings, while we're mourning our king. So that that did away with their Christmas crusade, and they said, well, how? What are we going to do? And then uh, the Lord engineered it that we would meet them about that time. And we said, well, actually, they went out to some nearby villages quietly, and they saw the same kind of impact that they would have had in a, you know, in a big gathering. And so they, they, the Lord kind of awakened them to the idea, and then in February of that year, I went there to meet with them specifically because they were active in evangelism, active in discipleship, and so I wanted to meet them. And so when I introduced this idea that I said, "This is you're just doing what Jesus said, going to the nearby villages, and look what God is doing. And they started then, and now uh, 2,971 house churches later, <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the message, awesome. and it wasn't really yes. from me. From, it was from the Lord. Yes. Okay, 18 to begin with? Yes, 18 tw- churches. 29? Yes. Pushing on 3,000. Yeah, Pushing on. right on 3,000, yes, sir. Now, I, <laughs> I majored in math, but that's beyond my ability yeah, that's to exponential, look at the percentage. Exponential growth is what you would say. Yeah, it is. Yes. And, and so uh, 
are you headed back anytime soon? I, I heard, is there a baptism? Well, let me go differently. Is there a baptism going to take place? I heard something about. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> okay. A big baptism taking place. Is yes, that sir. Right? Yes, sir. We're, we're expecting uh, over 2,000 people have already acknowledged that they want to be baptized next month in Thailand uh, in one massive baptism service again. You know, so this is uh, this is how many now? Let's see. Uh, um, While you're look looking at, at the that, total baptisms, there'll be over two thousand baptized in one day this oh, coming month. Sounds like a Pentecost almost. Hey, Amen. Oh, look out! <laughs> well, you remember? Did you get? To, did you got to see the Jesus Revolution movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. What they did, they went to the Pacific, and they had a mass baptism, and hundreds were baptized there. This sounds like a Jesus revolution, guys, in Thailand. It, no doubt that it is a move of God in Thailand among a heavily resistant uh, group of Buddhists. You yes. know, the primary religion is Buddhism, and the you know the red in the flag stands for Buddhism, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know blue loyalty and purity, and you know they have three colors in their flag too, but. Their, their religion was reflected even in the way they looked at their own flag. Mm. And so really to break through that, for God to be able to break through that nationalism into bringing the kingdom of God and his presence to a people who didn't really believe there was a creator God is a miracle. It Nothing is. short of a miracle. It is. Um, I've not tracked it um, as well as maybe others have, but in, in tracking movements of the gospel over the last couple of decades or so, um, very few movements of the gospel where we're seeing this exponential growth of the gospel being shared, disciples being made, pl- churches being planted, baptisms uh, in mass like this happening. Uh, it doesn't happen as often, it seems to be, um, in in Buddhist areas. Correct. Um, some people have said that the last two remaining religious groups um, that are because you've seen, we've seen movements even in Muslim communities. Mm-hmm. We've seen movements um, in a in a lot of other, you know, Hindu communities and and tribalistic, animistic communities. Um, we haven't seen too many among the Jews or the Boos, is how he would say the the <laughs> Buddhists. And uh, so this is a this is awesome to to see a move of God like this. Well, it, and it's not just Thailand. Thailand's actually a latecomer to the movement. Um, Cambodia was the first real response that we saw. And just to give you a little idea, even uh, even on Cambodia, we thousands, again, that, Cambodia will baptize more people this year than Thailand. And okay. yet there are only 14 million of them, whereas, you know, Thailand has over 100 million. So you're looking at a, a massive difference. But God has already been working in the Buddhist countries and we we see the same thing reflected in Myanmar over mm-hmm. in Burma back of you know that, that's an old mission field from Judson uh, yeah. Adoniram <laughs> Judson yes. great missionary and we're even seeing and they're in the middle of a civil war yeah. a military takeover and and having it's really a time of persecution and yet they're continuing to grow. Amen. Amazing. Amen. God is moving in the Buddhist world. And this is the first breakthrough. You are correct. The first major breakthrough in the Buddhist world, that world of Buddhist religion, yes. 
especially Theravada Buddhism, yeah. that particular kind of Buddhism in that part of the world, uh, this is the biggest breakthrough of the gospel. Mm, that's awesome. In history. Let me ask you this. You mentioned the, the baptisms, and can you maybe paint a picture for our listeners what it means? You know, here I am in the Bible Belt of the United States. <laughs> I was saved and baptized at a very young age. Um, in a in a church building, we had a even a baptistry. You know what I mean? It's, there's a, like you know you have something built in for you to be baptized. Yeah, right? we didn't have to get away and have the deacons run the snakes away before we baptized. Yeah, like I mean, right. warm yeah. water. You know, I wasn't. And what I'm getting at, I wasn't going to be persecuted. There was no threatening mm. situation. It was a celebration. It was happy. And I'm not saying it's none of those things, but what does it mean for a Buddhist in their village? to be baptized, publicly professing their their loyalty, their faith, their belief in Jesus Christ? We actually get that question quite a bit because people immediately associate, usually because of the Muslim world or the Hindu world, they associate becoming a Christian as immediately having some kind of pretty difficult persecution come on you. In, in Thailand, it's a little bit different. You know, the Buddhist religion is sort of a pacifist religion. They're not going to be overtly violent right away. <laughs> you know, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, it can happen with all depraved human beings. It can yes. happen in, at any moment. But uh, the Thai people actually contemplate and think and meditate a little bit about what's going on around them. Why, why have my family members become believers? And, oh, my goodness, they respect us even more than they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a parent— so they, they, they see real transformation, uh, plus the Thai context, as in most parts of Asia, is a very spirit, spiritual context in that they believe in a lot of local demons and evil spirits. So that's where they also see an immediate break. Hmm. They see this freedom of fear from the evil spirits, and they, they watch this transformation take place in front of them. So they're more contemplative, and they're, they're not immediately cracking down on their relatives. They're asking questions. Mm. And that, we awesome. all know that's awesome. Yeah. It says be ready to give an answer. Too, <laughs> there you Amen. go. Yeah, so this ba- these baptisms are really a witness to the community that are watching and seeing what's going on. Absolutely. It is a witness, just as it should be. Yes. And, uh, and we're seeing the kind of response to the baptisms that you would want to see. Okay. So actually, Thailand is one of those places where, wow, the gospel is working like it's supposed to, you mm-hmm. know, without a lot of opposition at first. They, they are a bit concerned about, you know, too much public exposure or too much, you know, getting too bold in your proclamations or in your, uh, even in the way you witness your mm-hmm. style, your approach. That if so, they're very cautious. I'd have to say that about the believers among them. They know that culture. They're from that culture, and so they themselves have developed approaches that are far more acceptable than our kind of. Yes. In other words, we're not training them how to do it. Ah, there <laughs> is you that go. What, is that what I hear? Well, about? I'm gonna. We can talk about that anytime <laughs> you want to. But yes, that's part of the secret: is allowing them to develop their own culturally natural evangelistic style yeah. and approach to the village, if you will. Amen. And then from the village to a family in the village, person of peace, 
uh, the family of peace, as it were, and then the relatives of peace yes. start showing up, and then the neighbors of peace start showing up, and it really is a beautiful sight to watch how they have customized <laughs> the approach, <laughs> yes. not the gospel. Right? They've customized, but they have not compromised. Amen. Amen. So they allow the gospel to transform people in that culture from the cultural trappings that have caused all of them to be in fear. They all know the reality of the life, everyday life. And this has been a great breakthrough. I, I just want to make two comments real quickly. Uh, Bob and Nathan, y'all sure do study from the same book when it comes to <laughs> missions. Bob had commented on that, listening to Exploring Missions. He yes. says, I, I can tell you guys know something about the missions. Uh, and I said, it's Nathan. He's the one well, who taught it and He's the one that really saturated his life with that approach. Yeah, well, let me just say this for myself, but hearing Bob share, um, it resonates with me in the sense that really all all he's talking about and, and what I you know, try to talk about is it's, it's God's Word. I mean, it's there. This is how Jesus did it. This is how the apostles did things, um, and it's laid out in, in the Bible uh, for us to learn those principles even even the methods, uh, the general parameters of those methods, uh, that can change. You know, it's the message that doesn't change, but the methods can can adapt and change. Um, but taking God's word in a local place and letting that local field, that mission field, um, help shape uh, how you approach your witness and how you approach sharing that message. And 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 then here's here's the cool part and what Bob is doing for us today. It, it becomes a way of training for us here locally. In other, in other words, we're saying we're not doing it one way. We're not going from the West to the rest and showing them how to do things. They're, by the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures, they're learning how to do things, and now we're learning from them. And I think we can adjust some of our methodologies and methods here in the U.S. and the West to better reach our people um, because you know, in the last, what, couple of decades, we probably haven't done such a great job yeah. of that. The other thing that I wanted to comment, I can't help but remember Vietnam War and what was taking place. My brother, uh, Nathan's uncle, was there in Thailand. That's mm. where their base was. And Cambodia, the killing fields and all of the things that's taken place. So they have this history that really, I don't know if it was good or bad, you know, how they left it. But God, that's the whole idea, but God has in, come into that territory and, let me just say, invaded uh, that territory with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's making a difference. Actually, it was the Vietnam War that pulled me in. Is that you know, right? I, I'm the okay. vintage. I'm the I'm <laughs> Vietnam vintage. I didn't have to go and serve, but I did have to learn about the region. When all my classmates were getting drafted and I had to go sign up for the draft to possibly go to Vietnam, I looked into the people mm. of Southeast Asia. Well, what's this war all about? Why are they fighting? And, and I looked at it and I said, oh, my goodness, they, there's so few believers among them. No wonder they're fighting among themselves. You know, no yeah. wonder there's this, this turmoil. Uh, they barely know Jesus. And so the, it was really at that point in university when I was— at the uh, University of North Alabama, back then Florence State, that was the point at which I said, 
I want to go, but I don't want to go as a military. I want to go. I don't want to bear bombs. This is what I told the uh, the draft, the person at the draft office in, in Coleman, Alabama. I said, you know, I'd really rather not bear bombs. I'd rather bear Bibles. Amen. I never had in my mind how many Bibles I would end up providing in Southeast Asia to new believers. So, you know, God, God is good. He's got a sense of humor, too. Okay, before it's close to the end, and we have a website for Reach a Village. I think it's pretty easy, right? Reachavillage.org. <laughs> and and you can go there and find out how to pray. You can they'll equip they got equipping material there. They've got prayer. There's also contact where you can contribute, be a part of it financially. Nathan, I think we found a brother that kind yeah. of uh it, excites us here on Exploring Missions. It, it, it is exciting, and uh, we're praying for you. Can you, uh, anything you want to share, but also maybe in the form of how can we be praying for what, you know, this is a way we can get involved in, in our prayers. How can we be praying for what God is doing as he's moving in Thailand and Southeast Asia? Uh, you can pray that that it can go on unhindered, yes. especially in Cambodia, they just went through a, a leadership change in the country. Um, Thailand, of course, now has a new king. So how these governments view the, the growth of the church is an important factor. There's no doubt about it. How they view it, how, if they leave it alone, let it grow. So that would be my prayer, that, uh, that during this stage where there needs to be the planting of seed, that the seasons stay good for planting and good for watering, and good for it to gain root. So pray for that. And then if persecution comes, they'll be strong enough to to withstand it. And I think that's probably the best prayer we can pray for Southeast Asia at this point. Well, I I would love—will they take—will they possibly have a video of the baptism of the 2000? We'll share it with you as soon as we get that. As soon as you get that. I know this is not a video program, but Nathan and I would love to see that and hear that and see that celebration. What a the most I baptized at one time, guys, was thirty two. That's pretty good. We we had a we had at the church where I was pastoring where Nathan grew up, we just had a movement of God and we had prayers answered, souls saved and so, man, I was worn out. Yeah, it sounds like a workout. It was a workout. I had a deacon out there helping me push them back up after I took them <laughs> under. But uh, it, it that's got to be amazing. I, God, I pray that God would do it again. Nathan, would you Amen. mind praying and saying, God, let Absolutely. this spread to others? Amen. Lord, we do come to you thanking you for how you are at work. Uh, we know the gospel is effective and uh, is fruitful under all conditions. But we pray for the conditions that are that you have uh, orchestrated currently in Southeast Asia, that there will be uh, peacefulness, that uh, the believers will be able to to live quiet and dignified lives, but that the gospel would go forth mm-hmm. in boldness yes. and people will be able to see and hear the change that Jesus makes in people's lives, uh, not just for now, but for all eternity. And so we thank you for the victory and the ground that you're gaining in Thailand and Southeast Asia. We pray for Bob and for Reach a Village, and for all those workers that are in the field currently, even right now, that you will bless them, give them boldness and strength, courage and stamina. We pray this in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Nathan. Bob, thank you for being with us on Exploring Missions. Well, thank you for having the program and, and pushing the Great Commission till the very end. Amen. And thank you for listening to Exploring Missions, and may you remain on mission for our great and mighty God. 